In a world where our best laid plans go astray, there are two separate but equally important groups. Those who create history with their stupidity and the shit show podcast that covers them. These are their stories. Hello and welcome to Shit Show, your weekly <laughs> podcast <laughs> that covers the best uh, or worst dumpster fires throughout history and where man's plans go completely off the rails. Subjective. Best in our eyes. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a collection of, so you be the judge. Simply a portfolio. <laughs> similar to the concept of weekly, which we <laughs> feel is open to interpretation. It's a man-made construct, like time itself. Oh, we apologise for work getting in the way, basically. There's not a better way to say that. It's just life has gotten a little bit in the way of us releasing weekly and uh, a big part of that is me being on the other side of the country for most of May. Yeah, and I'm also sick of writing defensive messages to everyone who gets in contact being like, people be like, hey guys, where the podcast at? And I'll be like, you know what? Let me tell you something about life and then go on like a huge <laughs> spiel about how it's hard to make this work. Yeah, 50% of it is us being completely chuffed that all of you are listening. And the other 50% is us going, why do you not have other things in your lives? <laughs> <laughs> but we're here. I'm Gus. I'm joined by my co-host, Rick. How are you, mate? Good morning. I'm very, very good. It's been a long, long Queen's birthday weekend. I am ju- I've just about had it. <laughs> Winter is here. It's the winter win- has come. The winter of your liver has descended uh, as well. I don't my, want to say that it, it is the, bad. It, it is the winter of my liver's discontent. <laughs> yeah, the uh, there were a lot of people out and about considering how cold it was, uh, or contrary to how cold it was. Mm. Um, but I heard a, a story from a mate who uh, runs a pub over in North Sydney, and his chef quit on him on Saturday at the start oh. of dinner service. <laughs> So wow. His GM walks in, who is a knockabout uh, bloke from the North Shore, so as knockabout as you get, um, and uh, walks in and he goes, looks at the dockets. There's about 45 of them, looks oh. at the empty space where a chef should be, and just goes, All right, calamari and chips, grabs a handful <laughs> of calamari and pegs in the deep fryer. Steak, grabs a rump steak and frisbees it at a grill. <laughs> <laughs> All right, salad gets a the biggest <laughs> bottle of dressing that you've ever seen and dresses a full-blown iceberg lettuce, <laughs> sends that out. <laughs> Apparently, they had over 50% of their meals sent back. <laughs> <laughs> so what one man has seen as his chance to step up and lead quickly became the public saying, where the fuck is the podcast? <laughs> Oh, but it's here. It's in the here and it's in the now. It is. And we are going to put a big fucking bottle of dressing on this iceberg lettuce, <laughs> to, aren't we? Absolutely. So Riggs got the segments this week. He's going to start off with Trainwreck Trophy. He's checked out Google or whatever uh, search engine of his choice. Bing. Ask Jeeves. <laughs> Ultimista. The- Ultimista. That's <laughs> the- where I get all my best work done. The internet butler that was Ask Jeeves. Ask <laughs> Jeeves. And he has found out what the greatest uh, current affair yeah. train wreck and dumpster fires are of the past two weeks. So before we do that, we're going to play the jingle, which commences now. Every damn time. It's like driving a manual. Just crunch them gears. It is li- It is literally like being in a manual car, but you you can see that you're about to plow into something <laughs> because you and I look at each other and we just have this wide-eyed expression being like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> All right. What do you got? All right, mate. So first first things first. Um, the There was a little band around in the 90s um, called the Spice Girls. Yes. And um, they were quite successful. Moderately. Yep. And they, as with every single working band from two decades beyond, they... What was that? That was awful. Sorry. Anyway, <laughs> How did you arrange those words that way? <laughs> it's been a long, long, long weekend. 
but the bands, the bands, and the acts of yore have been going on these ridiculously large farewell to. Well, they're not even farewell tours. They're, they're comeback like a, tours. They're, yeah, they're like comeback reunion tours, or just tours. like yeah, reunion tours, or like. I don't know, hello tours. It's all happening, right? They're, we're out of cash tours, really. Yeah, if you're yeah, two exactly. decades on, people have pretty much forgotten you and you need the money more than they need the music. Exactly. And it's just like, people are just like, yes, of course we want to spend $300 on Fleetwood Mac tickets, <laughs> which I did. <laughs> because people love nostalgia more than they actually love going to see these people before. Of course. They're like, oh, this was music. Which they'll all be saying about Skrillex in four years' time. <laughs> and DJ Scranus. And DJ Leah Culver. <laughs> and, of course, Fuck Diamonds. <laughs> right, so they had a concert in Edinburgh uh, on the weekend. So 67,000 fans. Oh, what? W- yeah, went to uh, BT Murrayfield Stadium. And Police Scotland were very, very happy with the way that everything was organised. So they go onto social media like a lot of law enforcement agencies do nowadays. And they say, you know, thank you so much (laughs) for being just the most amazing crowd. And everyone's just like, yeah, it was really awesome. Great job, everyone. When did Facebook get accents? Yeah. And (laughs) I actually programmed Siri to talk like that. (laughs) I'm here. <laughs> what would you like to do? <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. So everyone's happy, high-fiving in the digital way and have just gone, great. Great job, everyone. Pats on the back all around. Except for one woman who wrote this. Thank you to the gentleman who unfortunately left his toilet remains in his housing estate in Russell Gardens on way through no, to the concert. No. Your mother would be so proud. Not. Plus, some considerate soul used the garden path to vomit in on the way home from the concert. So if you woke up this morning with what you thought was dog poo on your shoes, think again. Poo's in the news. Get around it. (laughs) Play the theme. Who can it be now? Who can it be now? Who can it be now? Who can it be? That one stings. That one was very dry. It went, I was not prepared. No, you just bit the pillow. Oh, wow. Went in super dry. <laughs> you absolute fuck. <laughs> this early in the cast, uh, straight off the straight rank. Straight off the bat. We headed to our train wrecks now. So, <laughs> you know, you know how much I love this. So as soon as I saw this headline, which I'm not going to read to you because it's going to give too much away. Sure. But when, as soon as I read this headline... I was like, oh my God, this is it. Because, as with all of my favourites, two women walk into a medical facility. (laughs) Is there a greater sentence than insert person walks into a a medical medical place? (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. So, a nurse is understandably shocked when these women come into the hospital and she's like, tell me what happened. And they said... Okay, hear us out. We were having really bad period pain. (laughs) Okay. And so what we decided to do to get rid of the period was to get a vacuum and a hose and suck out all of the blood. No, 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 no. No. I don't know. This is why we have an education system. I don't know if you know what happens when this does happen. No, I don't because I... Have oh wow, there's a lot of answers to that question. Yeah, look, the short answer no, I don't, I don't know. The human body, the female body, is a wonder, it does bleed for like every month, it has a purpose. Yeah, everyone knows what it is, but absolutely. By the way, if you're listening to this podcast and you don't know then uh, you should get your parents' permission before ever listening to us again, and you should look up what a menstrual cycle is. Exactly. Anyway, that's our PSA about uh, and our sex ed segment. Quick shout-out to all of our female fan. Absolutely. <laughs> Singular. Good on you, Crystal. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that that's happened. They've gone a vacuum hose to try to get all the blood out of them. They've actually gone into shock because... What's meant to happen is with a period, it, you know, the uterine lining and the blood is coming out at a specific rate. Putting a vacuum hose in there without much power oh, is akin to doing like 
is akin to getting rid of blood at a thousand times the rate. Oh. So these women go into shock. Yeah, because and, th- also there's other shit that would be happening at that point. Anyway, yes. And then they, they end Bad up, things. They end up in hospital. Uh, eventually make make a full recovery of it's not a not a life threatening thing, but it was still obviously serious enough to go to hospital. Uh, the reason why they thought this could be a thing was because back in the 1970s, Roe v. Wade, obviously very famous landmark uh, abortion yep. uh, case over in over in the states, um, they actually had stuff back then being like, hey, if you can't get access to an abortion, there's a way that you can do it. Sort of back alley style, oh, um, Anarchist cookbook. Which, yeah, it, it was pretty much like a. It was a contraption called a Dell M, which kind of included like a syringe, a cannula, a speculum, and a jar. I can um, feel the ovaries and entire crotchal region of every one of our female <laughs> fans. <laughs> but just yeah, quip, this is just not bad. good. But somehow, much like the anti-vaxxer shit that has come through the last you know five years or so. It, like, people remembered stuff from back then, i.e. how to do a homemade abortion. Sure. And somehow got planted in the idea and it evolved to the point of oh. vacuum equals early period. Oh, my God. Cancellation. Right. So, yeah. People are fucked. Read a book. Yeah. We always say it. <laughs> Read a goddamn book. This is, this is one of those points at which you'd think that the internet would assist you. Like you would a think that very very simple. In, instead of taking something that is an urban legend from the seventies that somehow has been passed down by an uh, the jungle drums, yeah. of, we, of oral storytelling. We we are not living in tribes anymore. No. We're not hearing Chinese whispers from our ancestors and stories given down through generations. Like, <laughs> read a fucking book. I'm go on the internet. <laughs> I'm also positive that there are now enough support lines and uh, and networks in place that there is almost definitely a specific phone number you can ring if you're contemplating vacuuming out your period. <laughs> yeah. And someone will tell you, don't do that. There are so many... 100% don't do that. There are so many predictive text things on Google when you try to find stuff out and you're just like, why is this a thing? This is why it probably should have been a thing. Should I vacuum my period blood? Oh, God. Okay, I don't ever want you to say that sentence ever again. (laughs) Fine. I speak for everybody. Uh, Fine, I'll drop it. But that is train wreck number one. (laughs) Girls, (laughs) I'll say it. I've said it three times already. Read a book. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Next one, train wreck number two. So, a flight. A Pakistan Airways flight was delayed for several hours on the tarmac. Why do you think they, it was delayed? It was delayed because of a passenger. What do you think the reason was? Well, you've already done poos in the news. However, I could have possibly... Bastard, d- you, I reckon you might be doubling down. <laughs> was it because of a horrendously bad shit that, <laughs> that shut a toilet <laughs> and caused the plane to stay on the ground? I wish... <laughs> <laughs> what actually happened was actually kind of close to the bathroom, but basically what had happened was just before departure, a passenger wanted to go to the bathroom, mistakenly thought the door to the toilet... He, yeah, so they, they thought it was the, the door to the toilet. It was the fucking emergency exit door. On the ground? While they're still on Thank the tarmac. God they're on the so tarmac. So just, just before departure, they just gone in there, opened the emergency exit, the fucking sliders come out. <laughs> They stayed on the tarmac for six hours. Yeah, because they took a shit on the slide. That's not okay. <laughs> but what I don't get is like, have you never seen a door? Oh, yeah. Like, uh, also, what, what, what sort of door that is meant to be opened frequently has a giant airlock. red lever <laughs> and a fucking miniature hammer that you have to smash glass with? Oh, mate, you haven't seen toilets in Pakistan. <laughs> That's, that's a regular occurrence. Surely, um, surely the only reason can be that this person has never been on a plane before. Yeah, definitely. But but also, there's there's a lot of writing on the inside of, of an aircraft, especially around the doors. Have, having been on red. a lot of planes recently, <sighs> I can tell you that when I sit in an exit row, my first thought is, how easily could you accidentally open this door? Yeah. And the answer is... 
not easily at all. It's no. almost like the two keys nuclear system. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's yeah, that at the level same time. I know. Of mechanism. I just don't get like given how much effort it takes to open it, I'm surprised no one tried to stop the person. They'd be like, "Oh, they won't open it." It's confident. They, they won't. They, they won't open it. <laughs> there's, a, there's a level of bravado that makes someone go, mm, probably an air marshal. Wait, again, isn't there a fucking window in the door? Yeah. What is happening? Hold on. <laughs> yes, that is so true. Oh there's a window God. in the door. You can see you out, can see out to other planes. At the tarmac oh and other God. planes. The inside of these wow, toilets are mirrors. <laughs> <laughs> that somehow have been painted like an airport. Amazing how, how far we've come <laughs> oh. with these glass toilets <laughs> in the sky. Also, should I be disturbed that there's a window in the toilet? <laughs> no, I'll ignore that. <laughs> oh, my God. So that is train wreck number two. Oh, sweet Jesus. All right. And finally, it is the return of my favourite and your favourite superhero of all time, oh, Florida Man. <laughs> <laughs> if, uh, if people don't get the reference, uh, we referenced it in many, many podcasts ago, but there is a Twitter stream uh, on online which actually only documents the bizarre shit to come out of Florida, and they've procured this sort of superhero identity called Florida Man. <laughs> it's <laughs> so it, good. It has stuff like... Florida man gets high and eats other man's face <laughs> high on bath salts. Like, it's just mental. And a, and it's it's expanded to Florida woman. Oh, has it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a, of I'm, course it has. Florida woman puts croc down pants. Yeah. Pulled, pulled over. <laughs> finds 32 turtles. Snapping turtles in her pant, <laughs> yoga pants. So, Florida man. Basically, this, uh, this kid, he's 19, Nicholas Carmen Jones. He's behind the wheel of a white Hyundai Elantra. He gets stopped on May 4th uh, for a taillight infraction and he gets pulled over to the side of the road. The cop gets out and as the cop is walking to the car, the guy just speeds off. Of course. That's a classic hyphenated last mate, uh, last name move. Yeah. Well, Hit I, the gas. Yeah. So, I mean, he hasn't got the double barrel. It's just three names. What? Yeah. Say it again. Squire Sebastian Senator. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> they grow up so fast. <laughs> he's driving already. <laughs> no, he's not crazy. All right. So this whole thing would have been a non-event. If not for the fact that this guy, the driver who drove away, yeah, called 911 an hour later. Uh, it's fairly rookie. And basically said, quote, like, what do we pay you guys for? Like, I've driven past four cops already. <laughs> Literally rubbing it in. I bet they got on that real quick. After some spirited back and forth. <laughs> the comment, the comment, so MSN, yeah, <laughs> ICQ. <laughs> he, after some back and forth with the operator. I mean, you should see what's coming. If you've ever seen a movie where the cops are on the phone with a terrorist or a, they're a criminal, they're zeroing in on the call. Absolutely. Which is exactly what they do. <laughs> Trace the idiot. This is the best thing. It goes, so deputies tracked down the vehicle the next day. Well, they took Jones into, into custody and questioned him about the 911 call. A deputy noted <laughs> that Jones was still amused. <laughs> <laughs> of course this is i mean th he's having the doing the time of his life it's so funny he goes that cop had no right to stop me i saw him turn his lights and sirens on and was going to stop but i didn't want to deal with it what an uh, absolute piece of shit thug life the best thing about this all uh is that so he owns a white Hyundai uh, Elantra that I mentioned before, but the tag number was one digit off the vehicle seen fleeing the traffic stop earlier in the day. So the cops actually didn't have the right information, but because he called back <laughs> and they looked him up and they were like, that is one digit off what we saw on the road and it's a white Hyundai Elantra. 
He <laughs> essentially <laughs> fucked himself. Yeah, I'm telling you right now, there is something really bizarre about today's kids. Yeah. They are so bored. All they want is a hug. Yep. He gets He's top- calling the cops and saying, <laughs> I can't believe no one noticed me. <laughs> Can I have my participation ribbon? <laughs> he he says when he gets told about the fact that he essentially fucked himself in the in his own face. <laughs> he said, That's funny. So I told on myself. And then they're just like Yes, and then he goes, no cop can catch me in my Hyundai Elantra. That thing is fast. (laughs) So they immediately drug tested him and found out that he was on a cocktail of literally everything ever. Florida's fucked. Yeah. I'm going to tell you something, Nicholas Carlman Jones. Watch a movie. (laughs) (laughs) Know that that's how you get zeroed in on. Cops don't just want to have a pleasant chat. Oh, they they do they do want to have a pleasant chat with him though, because <laughs> they keep him on the line for as long as possible. He was like, "What cordial, accommodating police officers? You've totally changed my mind. I've been on the phone to you for like thirteen minutes." Is it because the cops have on their bumpers on their bumpers a sticker that goes, "How's my policing? Call nine one one and let me know about it." <laughs> so that is train wreck number three. So mate, that's train wreck trophy. We've got train wreck number one. The girls who tried to vacuum their period away. We have train wreck number two with the person who, with some sort of superhuman strength, thought they were going to the bathroom on a plane and ejected the emergency slide. And train wreck number three, Florida man, tells on himself. At the risk of having to hear you say the sentence one more time, (laughs) the worst thing... Out of out of those three, uh, I can't even do it. No, it's got to be train wreck two. We have to get. We have to spare the people. Fair enough. Hearing about it one more time because a door with a window is not a door to a toilet. <laughs> so train wreck number two, wreck Pakistani number. plane toilet fiasco. <laughs> the play, <laughs> play the music. You and once again, need to tell you, it is a sound. <laughs> There's music in it. It's so- <laughs> There's some faint music in the background. It's fine. Which moves, uh, we move the show forward onto a one-star reservoir, which is where Rig is going to bring us some one-star reviews from somewhere, anywhere, or nowhere. We're not sure. We're running out of material for this segment, <laughs> so I'm unsure what he's going to do. But before he does, play the sting. I wanna take you to a one star. I wanna take you to a one star. I wanna take you to a one star, one star reservoir. Wow! <laughs> we this this is on. A, we're doing things on an absolute wing and a prayer. Yeah, it's amazing how if you take a fortnight off from recording, you really do forget where all of the driving uh, <laughs> elements are, where the steering wheel is, where the gear shift is. Yeah, I forget everything, Rig. <laughs> you fuck. <laughs> We're not doing this again. <laughs> I am Gus. That is Rig. <laughs> Don't fuck with the listeners. Oh my god. Is that going to be you? <laughs> it's you looking into the bathroom mirror every morning? <laughs> I am Gus. <laughs> he is Rig. <laughs> I see pride. I see power. <laughs> I see a badass mother who <laughs> don't take and no shit out for nobody. Oh, cool runnings. <laughs> oh, all right. One star reservoir, here we go. One star review. It's as though Lucifer himself sent his hounds of hell to perform and suck the life from unsuspecting victims. As soon as we entered the bar, no less than five girls immediately swarmed looking for cash. We weren't even to the bar slash seating area yet. Not one of the girls were what you would typically consider attractive, in inverted quotes. Oh, what? Inverted commas, rather. Overly aggressive and pungent... (laughs) Hold on. <laughs> what is that a descriptor of? The women. You can't. <laughs> Who is this asshole? Overly aggressive and pungent. I that is what made me put this review up because what? that is such a bizarre term to use to describe a person. Also, what sort of a weird incel writes like this? 
he's at a strip club, so he's obviously already sort of disgusted. Yeah, ag- agreed. I'd, I'd like to see a, a self-portrait <laughs> of uh, the absolute... Uh, Romeo, yeah. that's right. <laughs> the great <laughs> god Adonis himself. Yeah. That's it. His pecs bulging from <laughs> underneath his I'm number one, so why try harder t-shirt? <laughs> yeah. Overly aggressive and pungent. We were there for a bachelor party, which typically is to make the groom realise what is still out there as opposed to marriage. Possibly put questions into his head. After visiting this establishment, there is no doubt he is looking to have a long-lasting marriage as opposed to this alternative. <laughs> so I guess that's a plus. <laughs> I've got something to say. Yeah. This guy. Know, you're, you, okay, <laughs> you you are married. Go on. We were there for a bachelor party, which typically is to make the groom realise what is still out there opposed to marriage. Wow. Do I have news for this bloke? <laughs> that is the opposite of the reason for a bachelor party. <laughs> and he is the reason that bachelor parties go to shit. Yeah. It's the, I bet the, oh, this dude, he's, is the, that, he's the one that he's the, wild, the dominatrix. He's, this dude is the wild card. Yeah. He's the guy who gets dragged out of a strip club by his throat. Yeah. There, there's, there's a person at every uh, Bucks, and I assume every Hens, that is just an absolute wild card, bringing all sorts of unwanted fire and flames to, oh. the, to the proceedings, <laughs> and it Mate. just goes fucking haywire. We've, we've both been involved in uh, the planning of a number of uh, these absolute hand grenades. Yeah. And it is definitely always the one bloke. It's, oh, it's not yeah. a collection of people. It's always one bloke. It might be someone's uncle. It oh, might yeah. be someone's old schoolmate. Yeah. It might be their work colleague who's a bit older. But yeah. one person yeah. always takes it upon themselves to end up with a belt attached around their neck getting strangled by a stripper. Yeah. And it's it's never what the groom wants no. at all. No, no, no. By a fucking country no, mile. It's, it's always so this bad. bloke hijacking the evening and everybody going, how do we ditch him as fast as possible? Yeah, and it, it's usually always correlate uh, you know usually correlates with the guy who gets way too excited way too early and it's just like the, yeah the, guys the 9 a.m beers yeah 9 a.m beers 11 a.m bags oh like God. just off it yeah absolutely anyway go on here's the second one went to this restaurant with my daughter the waiter was a very cute boy around her age and was nice enough at first I asked him if he would like to go on a blind date with my daughter. What? He said no. Uh, stop. <laughs> stop right here. <laughs> what are we, two sentences in? <laughs> this is the epitome of where parenting takes a sharp left-hand turn. Yeah. What the actual? Yeah. So you're sitting, just to paint the picture, so this bloke is sitting at dinner with his daughter. Or so is it a family dinner? I don't know... What's if it a review? Is, I, I don't know if this is a male or a female. This is a review of the restaurant. Oh, what? Yeah, what? Yeah, this should be a review of his parenting. So this is my big thing, right? I'm just like, never will I be in a position when I eventually have kids where I'll be at a restaurant and see someone that my daughter might like, and then think to myself, "Hmm, this waiter's good looking." Let's see if he wants to fuck my daughter. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, why would you ever think that was appropriate? You, also, uh, uh, wow, you, the impact on your kid. Oh, I know. The, that's, that's the big part. Anyway. So, <clears throat> I asked him if he would like to go on a blind date with my daughter. He said no. Needless to say, I did not leave him a tip and also reported him to his manager. <laughs> Whereas the waiter quit and reported that bloke to the cops. Oh, my God. My daughter's face was all red for the rest of the meal. How dare he embarrass my daughter? Hopefully justice will be served. Oh, brutal. How fucked is that? Okay, so let's put this in a different context. Imagine if you were out with your parents. You're a single... So exactly like this. No, you're you're a single man. You're out with your mum. Yep. Uh, you approach an uh, older serviceman uh, at a <laughs> <laughs> waiter, waiter, serviceman. <laughs> you approach the footman. <laughs> <laughs> you approach a recently retired army general. <laughs> <laughs> so you you approach a waiter, yeah, an older male waiter, 
and say to him, so my mother, she needs to go on a blind date. Don't worry about my father. It's all good. (laughs) You need to take her on a blind date. Will you? And the guy goes, um, and you're like, mate, this is your job on the line. (laughs) (laughs) And he's reeling from being asked something fuck off bizarre as you say, is it yes and you keep your job or is it no and I report you to the authorities? Yeah, it's 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 bizarre. I we've we've we say it often, there are so many people who write unfair reviews. Why is this the restaurant's problem? Like it's so far from the restaurant's problem. Oh my god. Uh, also, if you read did the restaurant reply? Because when you read that as a restaurant, I guarantee that in a morning staff briefing, that's the first thing that gets printed and handed around. Yeah. And everyone's like, great. So we just want to make sure that everyone knows company policy. Uh, this is a <laughs> lunatic. Don't worry about this shit. <laughs> this is the company policy. If you, you see that, you have to <laughs> plow their him. daughter. You have to plow that daughter. Look, we run a very, very sharp show at Cronides. <laughs> and I want... <laughs> I want to know that all of you are committed to the cause. <laughs> are you team players? Because this review <laughs> screams non-team player. Exactly. All right. Now, here's some condoms. Get out there. All right. <laughs> That's it. Ah, you kids. Get out. <laughs> yeah. Just chucks condom at their face. All right. Hit table 12. <laughs> all right. So here's the third one. Man, this is just... oh, This is going to be a bad episode for women to hear after that first train wreck. Mate, just for a pleasant change, I apologise to all of our female listeners. (laughs) Stephanie, the cute gal that bartends and waits on food customers, needs to get out of the food slash drink service industry if she can't handle guys flirting with her. I was not obnoxious or overbearing with her. I very nicely asked her if I might, quote, get a kiss on the cheek. From a pretty girl. That's the worst. Instead of being a bitch about it like she was. Oh, what? By telling me that I was weird, she needs to learn how to handle guys tactfully and with diplomacy when a male customer flirts with her. And with her degree of, quote, pretty, she is going to be flirted with in the future. I'm sure that many guys have hit on her before me. I will never go back whether she still works there or not. Public relations is very crucial in the very competitive market that Lodoff Fannies is engaged in. <laughs> Sorry? What? <laughs> is that the name of the restaurant? I read this and was like, this Lodoff is so funny. because Fannies? I thought this was so funny because of how fucked it was. And then when I got to the name of the establishment, <laughs> oh, do me. I almost pissed myself. It's, it's called... <laughs> Spell it out. Lo- load off fannies. You can- oh. <laughs> oh, oh, what? Like off with two Fs. Yeah. Like take a load off. Yeah. Take a load oh, off fannies. fannies. <laughs> okay. So my question is, um, why have you been on uh, NRA forums all week? <laughs> because this, the guy writing this is a oh, full-blown piece of shit. This, this guy is, if he isn't on the fucking incels subreddit oh this dude sucks what an absolute piece of human garbage i love how he he refers to flirting being like hey flirting it's part of your job in public relations this girl is a bartender yep she she's not in pr yeah She, she happens to be working on probably very little and the worst part of her job is a guy that smells like a dumpster took a shit coming in and going, come on, just give me a kiss on the cheek. Oh, my God. Just this big uh, – you can see this guy. His, yeah. name, his name is Mike B because it's on Yelp, and he's got, like – he's fucking got a mullet. He's got, like, a fucking prison goatee type thing. Yeah, show me. Like, can you see him up there on the, on the top left? Oh, gross. He looks Hold awful. On. So he's got, like, a mullet. That's that- a mullet. That's horrendous. He looks like... Uh, he looks like it, Kenny Powers. Oh, doesn't he? He looks like the dude out of uh, The Big Lebowski uh, has decided to take all of the good parts of his facial hair <laughs> and instead frame his <laughs> mouth like an asshole. Yeah, they actually... They have a word for that in the criminal justice system. They call it prison <laughs> pussy. <laughs> oh, that <laughs> is just awful. <laughs> it is rough as guts. 
<laughs> all right. I, to all of those kids that didn't know uh, about what a menstrual cycle was before, <laughs> what an episode <laughs> you have stumbled oh across. God. A thing that your parents will quite shortly report. Our female listener base are leaving in droves. All right. And I've just put this one right at the end because I thought it was funny. It was a nice, tidy way to finish off. So little little bonus content, extra Easter egg for you guys. <clears throat> Here's the review. Customer. One star. Terrible. <laughs> Response from the owner. We were honest with you and told you that we didn't have a car available. That doesn't make us terrible. <laughs> I love that. The weirdest part is that that was actually from a North Shore pub <laughs> where the guy got just a fucking horrible iceberg lettuce dressed in nothing but Italian dressing. Oh, So that is One Star Reservoir for this week, which means we go on to the meatier portion of the cast, the shit show story time, which Gus has this week. He's going to have a bit of a deep dive into one of history's greatest dumpster fires. Mate, what have you got for us this week? Alrighty, mate. So, we're going across the planet to the great country of Spain. España. España. I cannot wait for the pronunciation in this story. (laughs) I am salivating. (laughs) My ears are salivating. That's normal, right? Sure. (laughs) You you are sweating. Obviously. (laughs) You, You look... Like you're having uh, the effects of what all of those blokes from those <laughs> those reviews are having. You've walked straight into a restaurant. You've seen an attractive woman and for some reason started sweating and asking her for a kiss. <laughs> which, again, all blokes listening to this, fucking stop doing that. <laughs> it's bad that. and it's really, really weird. But my eyes are salivating <laughs> and I hope that's not a medical thing. Otherwise... Put me in line right after the vacuum, <laughs> girls. You have hungry, hungry eyes. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So we are looking at a young man called Fernando Martin Vicente. Okay. Mm-hmm. Happy with that? Vicente? Oh, fuck. <laughs> you <laughs> said it very Italian. Yeah, he's Spanish. Yep. <laughs> so it's probably not the way I pronounced it. Yep. Uh, he is the father of a, uh, of a disabled man. And as a result, he grows up in a in a family that's uh, that's got a huge amount of respect uh, for the plight of anyone that has a disability. Yep. He grows up and uh, founds that the National Association of Special Sports. Wait. So the guy in question is he the disabled person or he's the father he's, of a he's disabled? The, he's the son of oh. the disabled guy. Oh. So, so he's the he's the child. Right. Okay. Sorry. Yep. Um. His, uh, I mean, he was a young man in 1975, or, right. or before that. Anyway, sure. in 1975, he founds this yeah. uh, this association. It's dedicated to disabled sports, uh, and uh, every year it receives uh, government funding um, in order for it to uh, to grow the sport, yep. uh, etc., and to try and encourage more disabled athletes in Spain uh, to take up uh, sport. Sure. The Paralympics roll around uh, in 1968. So uh, just before he yep. starts this, so they they exist, um, but <laughs> yep. but they're not particularly strong uh, until it gets to about the 1980s or so. <laughs> so 19, 1980, 1984, uh, it starts to grow from 20 countries, and all of a sudden it's at sort of uh, 35, 40 countries. Right. That's when this guy, Martin, he decides that it's time to uh, for Spain to take their rightful place uh, amongst the, the upper echelons of the Paralympics. Okay. The problem is that there weren't very many uh, disabled athletes or... Enough. Oh my god! Is this going to end up like a, so? He goes out and disables people. You keep Go, you keep listing. No, friend. oh so, no. So so there aren't there aren't enough uh, disabled athletes in Spain. Oh no. So uh, he starts looking at this and realizes that he has two choices. One. Go out there under and break the cover some of legs. darkness. <laughs> go out and disable the shit out of people. Oh my god, that's so fucked. 
So so bad. Or two. Find out ways that able-bodied athletes can appear to be disabled. No. Let me introduce you oh. to the move forward to the 2000 Summer Paralympics in Sydney. I was there. I remember attending the, the summer, at, at the Paralympi- Summer Paralympics. You went to the Paralympics? Yeah, yeah. 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 I yeah. went to I went to the I went to the went, went to the normal Olympics, the Olympics. And, uh, and they had like well, they just had the Olympics. <laughs> just the <laughs> Okay. Yep. Don't yep. have to put that word in front of it. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> went, to, went to went to the able-bodied Olympics. No. Yep. Stop. Just what? the Olympics. Okay. Went to <laughs> went to the the Olympics that happens before the Paralympics. Great. Yep. You fine? Anyway, so I went to the Olympics <laughs> that that aren't the Paralympics first. There's, then to there's the Paralympics. Just, there's, just, there's just Olympics and Paralympics. That's all it we is. We both know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Don't come in here on your moral high horse <laughs> after the sentence that you put together at the top of the show. <laughs> trying to twist my words. Oh, fuck. Anyway. So I'm at the Olympics that happens before the Paralympics <laughs> and then the Paralympics. Uh, so the pre-Paralympics. Yeah, the pre-Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> I wish there was a simpler word for it. <laughs> anyway, um, so the Spanish uh, Paralympics team for uh, Sydney 2000, their strongest and biggest cohort to date. It also... Uh, in Atlanta in 96, involved the introduction of a new category into the Paralympics, which was that of the intellectual disability category. So, Martin has spent 25 years accruing and building a core base of of disabled uh, athletes in Spain because every time they have a gold medal win or they have a uh, world championship win. More money. More money to mm. his foundation, uh, oh, which, no. as it turns out, old mate is embezzling straight out oh, of. Of course he is. So let's just have a look at how this plays out. Sydney 2000, intellectual disability, Spanish contingent. The basketball team. Ten of 12 members of the Spanish intellectually disabled basketball team did not have an intellectual disability. Oh, my God. 10 of 12. Oh, Jesus. Rig, three of them were described by an Australian coach as being far too good to play in the NBL. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Like NBA standard, college standard basketballers. Anyway, so let's just have a look at how this Holy plays out. Shit. I'm gonna un- I'm gonna describe how this unravels. There's a man called Carlos Ribagorda. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> He's <laughs> Carlos is a journalist. He works for a Spanish business magazine called Cal- called Capital. Damn it! Yeah, sucked in. <laughs> Capital. Uh, probably. <laughs> so he is approached by none other than old mate Martin. Yep. Two years out, so 1998, he's approached uh, by Martin, who who says, uh, "Would you like to be part of the Paralympics team for the 2000 Olympics?" Because he'd been a high-level university player. He said, but I'm not disabled. And Martin says, oh no, everyone's cheating the system. Nobody in the intellectual disability category actually has an intellectual disability. So he's up front. He just to a journalist. He doesn't know that he's a journalist. He oh. thinks that he's a high school basketballer. Oh, wow. So Carlos goes to his editor and says, this is what's just happened. And his editor says, mate, you're going undercover for two years. So he joins 
the Spanish intellectually disabled basketball team to find out whether this is legit and they are all cheating like absolute motherfuckers. <laughs> so uh, here's, here's what he said. When I arrived, I was told that there was a test to find out whether my IQ was underneath 75, which was the cutoff for... That's Forrest uh, Gump. For yeah. the, yep, for intellectual disability at, yeah. uh, in the Olympic terms. I was never forced to take an intelligence quotient test. Instead, I was asked to do six push-ups when I arrived and to run 100 metres. <laughs> I was then welcomed to the Spanish basketball team. What? <laughs> Oh, my God. Yep. I couldn't believe it when I was told that the whole Paralympics movement was a farce. Oh, wow. So Martin is the head of the intellectual disability arm of the Paralympics. And he is going up to able-bodied athletes and saying to them, Jesus, this whole thing's a farce. But don't get tell on anybody board. because get on board. Get on board because we love, if you love money, then this is how we do it. Mate, and you hit the nail right on the head. Guess how much uh, the basketball team were paid for winning the gold medal at the Sydney Paralympics? Uh, a mil? 150,000 euros oh. just for winning the gold medal, plus all of their travel expenses plus a wage for two years, which was worth about 100,000 euros for the lead up. Oh. So, and these are all government- Like back pay? Yep. These are all government funded. So this is all money straight out of government coffers. Taxpayers. Absolutely. Yeah. And if there's one thing that I can tell you about Spain, it's that (laughs) they are not doing so good. (laughs) (laughs) They do not have that much taxpayer money to piss around. Uh, So- there were two, the two members of the of the team uh, that were legitimately intellectually disabled. Yeah, were not uh, from Madrid, and the team trained in Madrid. They didn't join the team until two months before the Olympics. Right, and they were kept in a separate um, training portion no of the way. gym while the other ten blokes ran and high, and high, shit. high level like NBA drills. <laughs> So fast forward oh fast forward to the Paralympics. Game one. They're up by 30 points after six minutes. What? You're a man that watches basketball. I am. Just break that down for me. To be up 30 points in a to zip in a quarter? Yeah. That's insane. That's, that's insane. Ju- that that that's is like, all the possession, that right? That is that is a, l- a huge chunk of possession and non-stop your, scoring, and, and your opponent not scoring at all. Yep. So their coach uh, calls a timeout after six minutes in the first game and says, "Guys, cool you gotta, your jets. You got to take it down a gear, or everyone's going to know you're not disabled." He says that Fucking to hell. the team, who are all acutely aware, and this is the point at which this team of Spaniards starts to get really, really fucking guilty. So they wind it back and they just cruise the rest of the, uh, of the tournament. Uh, they get through the, uh, the semis and then all of a sudden in the final, they're up against the Russians. So if there's one thing that you and I know about Russians at the Olympics... <laughs> Is that the whole team was bears. <laughs> Not only were they bears, they were able-minded bears. <laughs> <laughs> because oh my god, the no. Russians were also rolling with a shitload oh. of, <laughs> of, a, of oh, able-minded no. dudes. This shit became oh. like the NBA finals, fucking quick. Holy shit! People dropped the facade. They were all of a sudden full-blown screens. Spanish People- Spanish dudes. The <laughs> siestas on the bench are off. <laughs> oh, totally. So. It, they were the bears wanted blood. <laughs> Someone ate a heart. <laughs> so the Russians have taken it up to the Spaniards, but unfortunately, in hindsight, the Russians only had what appeared to be three to four players who were not intellectually oh disabled. So the Spaniards, with their superior 10 able-minded <laughs> oh players, ran out winners of the gold medal, 97 to 67, which oh. is still a... Molestation. That's a shellacking. It is a large, large victory. 
So, here's where the wheels start to turn pretty quick. Because old mate's riding his exclusive, Carlos, for his financial magazine, yeah. Capital, back in, <laughs> back in Spain. Yeah. But also, they're on TV. They just won a gold medal at the Paralympics, and so they're on the news yeah. back in Spain. And they're in uh, on online articles. They're being published in different newspapers. It's a photo of them standing on the dais. And the comments start flooding in. That guy's not intellectually disabled. He's my boss. <laughs> That's not an intellectually disabled man. That's my father. <laughs> it, there are people going... Oh. What is happening <laughs> over in Sydney? Oh my god! The Spaniard, te- the Spanish team start to get wind of this, and they say, "What any? How, a, what? How, any- how could you not? <laughs> I'm sorry. How could you not foresee this happening? Because you don't are- worry, guys. <laughs> there are no cameras at the largest sporting event in the world, mate." You think about a man that is openly going up to <laughs> promising athletes and saying, hey, want to come play at the Paralympics? Don't worry, I got you. <laughs> oh, my God. So he's, he's not really that, that perturbed by it until all of this shit happens. Uh, and then all of a sudden, the team manager does uh, what you would expect from any person who is in super, super deep and is trying to fight their way out of a room filled with bears. (laughs) Double down. Absolutely. So he says, great, guys. When we fly back, you're all going to wear hats and sunglasses and disguises, fake mustaches, (laughs) beards, etc. And we're going to sneak through a back entrance along with Spain's Secretary of Sport. Oh, my God. So all of a sudden they've involved... The, the Spanish administration of sport and the secret, like a minister, Holy and gone. Shit. Cool. Uh, so this is what's happened. And the sports minister says, Well, I guess we'd better uh, avoid the press. You guys come with me. The press are super wise to this. And all of a sudden, it is just shots of a bunch of the Spanish gold medal winning intellectually disabled <laughs> basketball team looking but, uh, like the entire cast of Guess Who. <laughs> sneaking out the back door of the airport and they are then cooked because Carlos flicks the last part of his article off to his editor and it goes to print. This is two weeks after the Paralympics has finished. Yeah. Holy shit. The headline is fraud at the Paralympics and it goes ham. Yes. All of a sudden, the the IOC call at... a massive meeting of all of the different Paralympic heads. Yeah. One of which is none other than <laughs> Martin. Yeah. So he... <laughs> Martin. Martin. You've said Martin the whole Ma- way through. No. Nah, Martin. Marty. <laughs> Marty. Marty <laughs> So, So he, he rolls in, pleads ignorance the entire way, oh says, oh, it's all the coach. I had no idea. Then all of a sudden, the article is uh, read to him that he hasn't seen. He realises that it's been written by the bloke that he approached and said, <laughs> hey, do you want to win a gold medal and have heaps of money? Just pretend to be intellectually disabled. <laughs> oh, gross. And rolls over. That's when a little more digging starts. Here is an account from one of uh, the judges... A, ten- a table tennis umpire at the 2000 Paralympics. It was made clear to me that players underwent rigorous assessments in their home countries to ensure they were categorised correctly based on their level of impairment. Certificates from qualified specialists were supplied, assuring us athletes were correctly graded. We were housed at the Olympic Village both before and during the Games. One day, I boarded a bus heading out to the venues to umpire and sat behind two Spanish table tennis players. They spoke both in Spanish and English during the trip and talked about their time in Sydney and how well they were going. One pulled out a calculator and did an analysis of his games to date and spoke about strategies for dealing with upcoming competitors and future travel plans that he wanted to make with his wife. They then noticed my presence and stopped talking. 
When I arrived at the venue, I was told I would be umpiring players with relatively severe intellectual handicaps. It was then a shock to me when one of the two Spanish players I had sat behind walked up to the table and began to hit up. It appeared that between his time on the bus and the venue, he'd undergone a severe transformation. (laughs) No longer the bright, alert player I'd seen earlier, I was now faced with someone struggling to put words together (laughs) and who had difficulty following instructions. After winning his match, the Spanish player went off to find his friend. I spoke to another Australian umpire who remarked that he had a funny feeling something was not right when he umpired the other Spanish player. Dig a little deeper, Rig. Yeah. Turns out this wasn't just the basketballers. It went to track and field, table tennis, Jesus, swimming. The entire Spanish intellectually disabled cohort was 96% able-minded athletes. Oh, my God. (laughs) 96%. How the fuck could you live with yourself... Mate. Pretending to be intellectually disabled. It is That is insanity. So they've gone full Kaiser Soze. Absolutely. And just like, wow. They've gone from regular walking down the sidewalk to suddenly getting all gimpy. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Yep. And uh, and they're like the basketballers, uh, to their credit, I guess, uh, didn't try and hammered that they were asked repeatedly can you please appear when you're walking around the olympic village to be more intellectually disabled to which they said go fuck yourself but it didn't matter because nobody else gave a shit yeah however the rest of the spaniards bought it the swimmers were they were all hamming it up because they were all in individual events and didn't have any of the group think associated with it. They were all associated with winning money for them. But also, my word was our friend Martine making a lot of cash. Shit. So all of a sudden, a quick look into Martine's assets. The bloke was making about 5 million euros a year. Oh. He, was, he had yachts, houses, Aston Martins. He was uh, the head of the Intellectually Disabled Athletes Federation of the World. He was the head of the Spanish Paralympic Committee. And so everybody all of a sudden said, oh my God, what the fuck has happened here? And turn inwards on him. He denies it, but quickly rolls over and says, yep. I did have knowledge of it. And uh, I'd do uh, it again. I, 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 but, <laughs> said, but says, uh, I, uh, I take full responsibility, but uh, I, didn't understa- I didn't know that the test hadn't been administered. I did approach promising athletes because I thought that they would be, if we tested them, there was a possibility that they would be blah, 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 that they might be disabled, et cetera, et cetera. Ask cover, ask cover. Yeah. No one buys this. The IOC's like, right, well, we don't know what the fuck has happened here, so we're going to do the opposite of what we would do for any of the Olympic sports and uh, intellectually disabled sports are banned. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. They banned intellectually disabled sports from the Paralympics. Jesus. As a result As of As a this. result of just this one dude. Fuck. And he's the head... Of the International Federation oh. for international for intellectually disabled athletes, so in a fucking huge cash grab for his own pocket, based off Spanish taxpayer money, he's also fucked his entire federation and lost his and job. lost his job. Then he gets sued, and the law that the lawsuits start. However, because he's got so many mates in far-reaching oh. spots. It takes 12 years. 2012, he has tried. He has fined. How much do you think? So he has embezzled somewhere in the vicinity of about 28 million euros across the course of his federation. Surely, surely he's going to be sued for like 200 million euros or something. He gets a fine... Upon pleading guilty. If this is a fucking criminally low fine, I am about to... I'm going to destroy this fucking microphone. 
he is found guilty and ordered to pay a fine of 5,400 euros. Fuck <laughs> off! Five. Oh, thousand. no, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> fuck this! <laughs> 5,000 euros. I'm so... <laughs> fuck, I'm angry. Yeah. I'm so... Right? So, oh, my... All, all the Rick. hair on my body has just fucking stood up. Rick. I am... <laughs> Fucking raging at that. Rick has become a human inferno. Oh he is my melting god! Melting down at five Fuck. five thousand euros. Are you mate. kidding? Yeah. Oh no, well, no, I'm not kidding. That was the that was the amount. But he's he's ordered to pay five thousand euros as a fine. He has to pay back the hundred and fifty thousand euros that the basketballers got uh, for winning. Um, <sighs> and that is and that's it. That's fucked. Guess what? Doesn't have any of his assets tithed. He doesn't have any of his wages garnished. He doesn't have to pay back any of the funds that he took because there is a ruling that the evidence was non-conclusive. What? That uh, he didn't use those funds that he'd taken for the benefit and advancement of intellectually disabled sport. Oh. God. And this is why the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. This guy is a walking piece of shit. Have you, like, if you're about to tell me that he still has a job doing some thing, something to do with intellectually disabled athletes, this room, this whole dungeon <laughs> is coming down with me and you and I <laughs> are going to die in this room. <laughs> Bet you didn't think this is the way you were going to go out. No, I didn't, but... You best start digging yourself out of the rubble because as of June 10th, 2019, Martin Fernando Vincenta still works in the arena of intellectually disabled sports. Oh, my sweet Jesus. Absolutely. He is uh, no longer involved with the Spanish contingent. (sighs) However, he still runs his own program and a... uh, an entire federation that is dedicated to the advancement. Because, you know what? 2012, intellectually disabled sports, back into the fray. Come back to the Paralympics. That's all right. All we did was uh, push you out of the spotlight and out of funding for two consecutive Olympics. Athens, Beijing, no intellectually disabled athletes. They had to explain to intellectually disabled athletes or try and explain uh, what they, had happened why and why they weren't this. allowed yeah. to compete and they thought that they'd done something wrong. This guy is the actual fucking worst, one of the pits of humanity. And Can I, I? I, I tell you what, Rig, there's, it's one of those ones that just makes you so fucking angry. We've covered a lot of history's worst characters. We certainly have. This guy... He's right I reckon he is one of the top three worst people we have ever covered on this fucking show. Oh, easily. Easily what top three. He might be the gold medal winner. Awful, awful piece of human garbage. Absolutely. Thomas Bitchley Jr. killed what we estimated Hundreds at of millions of people. 175 million people. I mean, he was at least trying to do a good thing yeah. and trying to invent... A f- uh, fuel that stopped the knock in your car and yeah. uh, and a way to have a colder fridge. Yeah. yeah, sure. Not great outcomes yeah. in comparison to how many people he killed, but he didn't go out there to kill. Yeah. This bloke didn't kill anyone, but God, he did worse. Jesus. He so d- He did so much worse. Just, he, just, just, so, oh. just, so just to wrap up, just to wrap up, he's the son of a disabled person. Correct. Then decides to take the piss and create a federation for intellectually disabled people under the guise of helping them get to the Olympics. It becomes an Olympic sport. He pays a bunch of able-bodied people to pretend they are intellectually incapacitated, win a gold medal, get the money, embezzles money, and still has a fucking job. Yeah, that's pretty much the crux of it. I've never been so disgusted and fucking angry as a result of this podcast <laughs> than I was after this episode. <laughs> I want to say good job to you, but 
but I'm fucking furious that I had to listen to that. Absolutely. What it's done is opened the eyes of the world to the fact that you can not commit murder and still be the fucking worst. Oh, this wow. bloke. Right? And he's the kid of a disabled bloke. It's just... It he's, boggles the He's mind. gone so far against the grain. Oh, fuck, man. I know. Heavy. I'm spent. Yeah. I'm fucking spent. Abs- like, I'm emotionally spent. I, I, I was cognizant of the fact that while we were listening to this, I was just so fucking engrossed in the story that I said almost nothing the whole time you were speaking. I, I think it's one of those stories that leave you pretty speechless. They to be, do. I was like, to be fair. Oh, my God. And, and you know what? In the same way that, like, a chef wandering out of a pub kitchen and saying, fuck this, I'm out of here. I was the one there throwing calamari in the grill, <laughs> steak on the fry, <laughs> and an absolute gallon of Caesar dressing <laughs> all over the salad. <laughs> oh, and geez, it was just one of the worst salads I've ever had to <laughs> eat. If Do- I could send that back to the kitchen, I fucking would. Absolutely. And and you know what? I, I'd hazard a guess that old mate Martine is exactly the sort of fat, sweaty, stupid piece of shit that asks for a kiss on the cheek from a waitress. <laughs> I bet he is. That is us for yet another week. Week? Anyway. (laughs) Hopefully. Hopefully. Who Who knows? knows? So if you want to get in touch with us, find us on Instagram, uh, Gus and Rig, G-U-S-A-N-D-R-O-G. Send us an email, shitshow.au at gmail.com, or find us on Facebook. Just enter in shitshow, and you should be able to find us. That's it. You are spent. Cheers, guys. I'm just going to angrily punch a wall on my way home. (laughs) See ya. (laughs) 